Welcome back to Group Therapy, y'all. I'm Dr. Kristen Casey, one of your hosts, and I have Dr. Jess, Dr. Justin, and KBI. And we're here for a really interesting episode. It's really on brand for me. I hope it's going to be on brand for you. I'm super excited. We're talking about AI and mental health. So let's jump into it. So what was that? It's BB. No, that's not BB-8. That's R2-D2. R2-D2. I thought y'all would Just, be excited. I think <laughs> Justin just like melted like, into like an eight-year-old boy that brought that was a really like cool so toy wholesome. to show and tell, and none of his class <laughs> liked no, it. No one gave a shit. <laughs> I just tolerate y'all talking about Taylor Swift before we hit record, and I jump in with R two D two, and y'all just want to skip over it. Anyways, let's roll. I, I appreciate it. R2D2. Oh my God. <laughs> R2D2 is kind of, anyways, I'm not going to get off track. So, um, so what do y'all know about AI? Um, and how do y'all feel about it? Chat GP2. I That's think it. as a concept, it's interesting. Like, I remember mm-hmm. th- this is like aging me and also shows how far AI has come and how more mainstream it is. Watching Jeopardy. When like the contestants once again, it's Watson. The yes. like yes, like the artificial intelligence computer, like years ago, and like being like, wow, that's so cool. Um, I don't know what Justin did. He threw me off so much. Justin is glitching, like is literally. Mean. He is AI. AI is glitching right now. But so I think, like Watson. as a concept, it is really interesting. And mm. with that said, I also think it's terrifying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know a lot of people jump to like, it's taken our jobs and things like that, which are legitimate things I think about. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, yeah, in a lot of ways, I remember when the first like iRobot vacuum came out. I'm like, yo, that's like going to save us so much time. We don't have to vacuum anymore. And then I remember when I saw the first one that cuts your lawn. <gasps> I could saw that three years ago. Those are and I like stop. And I got out of the car. Not yeah, not a string on a lawnmower. But I got out of the car and talked to the owner about it. And they're like, "Yeah, it scans your whole lawn, cuts the whole thing. You don't have to do anything. You just go." And I'm like, "Yo!" But then I'm like, "I really like cutting my lawn." And sometimes I feel it's like therapeutic to vacuum my own house. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel very mixed. But I also feel like it's inevitable, like AI and robotics. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. KBI, what do you think? It freaks me out. It's going to kill us. It's going to take over. It's going to. They're, they're, they're like, what is that? What was that movie that just came out? Meg? Where she's like, I'm going to make you an emotional support friend. Here you go. Here's a child. And now this child is going to murder anybody who is mean to you. No. <laughs> What? I think you're talking about the shark movie called no, Meg. 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 She's I'm like she's it's it was like it was like this robotics, the little girl's mm. parents die, auntie gets custody as all horror movies and weird things start. Sure. And it's like I'm gonna I'm gonna make this prototype and she's gonna be your best friend and provide emotional support to you. And I'm like, that sounds like a terrible idea. And it was. Mm. In conclusion. It's so wild. 
I'm kind of mixed too. I'm like really intrigued and interested. And I think it's fueled by anxiety because I want to know before like something big happens, you know, like I just want to be in the know. Um, mm. But when I think about it there, I think there are some utilities to it. But when I think about mental health, that's when I start to get sketched out. You know, that's mm. when I'm like, oh, this is weird. So I asked ChatGPT about AI and mental health and the impact. So I'm going to read you what it said to me. Oh my gosh. So I asked, I, I, I want to know. I want to know uh-huh. what it thinks because... Anyways, it is it. It is it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Literally. So I said, hey, chat GPT, how will AI affect mental health? And it said, AI's impact on mental health could be multifaceted. On one hand, AI-driven applications offer support through mental health apps, chatbots for therapy, and personalized treatments. That's pretty sus. On the other, concerns exist regarding data privacy, over-reliance on technology, and potential dehumanization in care, which might impact the therapeutic relationship. The influence of AI and mental health is largely depends on its ethical deployment, proper regulations, and a balance between technological innovation and human interaction. Hmm. That was a really well-crafted response, and I feel mm-hmm. like it's going to take over after reading that, but I'm kidding. Did um, you say thank you? No, I should have. <gasps> thank you. Because, it's gonna, again, I they're going nice to remember that you were rude to them and only used them and weren't nice, and then... Yeah. That's, my, I think that's, that's where my convince. I think that's the weird part about AI when it comes to... I'm just going to think about therapy. It's mm-hmm. like, it's not technically a sentient mm-hmm. being that yeah. could understand yeah. or feel or empathize. So I do wonder about the potential impact for therapy, but what do you guys think about like chatbots for therapy? Cause that's what it mentioned too. Any thoughts on that? I think you have to get past or it takes a special person to just accept it's AI. And maybe we're just Mm -hmm. not there yet. It's not Mm -hmm. integrated enough yet because like, I'm still not getting over that when all of us, that was our 2D2 turning off by himself. So shut up. No, Justin, no, it did not. not. I'm sorry. He just started turning off. But anyways, I think all of us are at the point where you're talking to a robot on the phone. You yell, you're yelling (laughs) to a representative. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me. We're at the point where you're excited that this robot is going to help you with your mental health. And I know a lot of startups are out there. There's a lot of mental health, you know, driven AI systems out there and apps that are trying to get off the ground. So I feel like it's inevitable. But like if if we just pulled the audience and we're going to pull you after this app of like how excited you would be or how likely you would be to want AI to help you with your mental health. I, there's not a chance that I think that's above 50%. No way. Mm-mm. And yet, can it be helpful? Of course. Is it low cost? Of course. Like, I think there are advantages to it, but I think most people would say they want a human being. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can definitely see like ways like it could be helpful in like, you know, quick, like quick short term or like, Hey, chat GPT, I'm having a panic attack. What's something I could do. Um, but definitely not like, you know, that diving into, I just have that concern of just like, you know, there's so much power in that actual relationship. And even with therapists, right. It is very one-sided but you also know that there's a feeling caring thing being on the other end versus mm-hmm. a bunch of microchips and wires. True. 
So I agree with KBI (laughs) that it definitely could be used for like short-term things. I think I've mentioned this on the podcast before. I think for triage, it could be great, Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. local resources, things like that. One thing that comes to mind, because like, you know, and I, I don't know a ton about AI, but I actually was listening to a podcast episode the other day on AI and gender and how like we think of AI as this like neutral thing, but it actually picks up on like gender stereotypes, like racism, mm. like all of these things that are in our environment. So when I think of mental health, like what are they, where is AI learning about mental health? Are they learning about it from like textbooks? Cause I don't know about you all, but the clinician mm-hmm. I read about in textbooks and how I thought I was going to implement interventions is very different than the therapist I am now or like mm-hmm. you read it, but then application of it is very different because of that human connection. So I do wonder like, are, are the AI chat bots going to be like that blank slate therapist quote unquote? Mm-hmm. And how is that going to impact? Because they're not human. So there's not that humanness right. aspect. So if they're just reading like CBT manuals, DBT manuals, is it just going to be like, I don't know. Yeah. And then my, and I'm a novice in this area. I, I'm still learning a lot with chat GPT. At least what I've learned is that it takes all of the information from literally the entire internet, basically, mm-hmm. and it mm-hmm. compiles it together. So think about like social media and blogs and what people are saying, like the things that people are passionate about. It's like picking up on all those things. So I do mm-hmm. wonder if it's really reading us in that way. Like, I don't know. I have no idea. So maybe it, maybe it would be a blank slate with, some ideas about, you know, racism or discrimination and stuff like that. Hopefully if it, if it does go that route, I don't know. Right. It takes that information from the internet and it learns like, what if it learns how to have feelings? Then would it be sentient? Like, that's kind of like the weird Mm -hmm. part is like, what is consciousness? Like, Mm -hmm. is it the ability? Like, what is it? You know what I mean? Like, cause we all are consciously aware, but like, how do we know that it is or isn't? That's the part that trips me up. Cause I don't know if we would know if it had feelings or not. Maybe unless it told us, I mean, I don't know. I'm freaked out now, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Which makes me have to bridge quickly into the story I wanted to tell. So I had the privilege of just being in Las Vegas and I went to the sphere. Do you know what the sphere is? (gasps) Is it the big thing with like the emoji? It's so cool. Look it up. If you're driving, wait until you get somewhere. But the sphere is this amazing giant ball. It's the highest resolution screens ever put together in a sphere. You two opened it up, performed a concert. It's amazing. But I went to the the program show that they do, which is about Earth. And it is really cool and stuff. But I didn't research it at all. I just was there in Vegas for when we were young fest. I'm like, whatever. We're going to go to this, me and my girlfriend. And then... We get there and immediately when we went up in it, we see these huge lines forming in front of three large robots that look like they're from the future. And I'm like, what are these dumbass things? And I'm like, whatever, screw this. Let's get some food and whatever. But then I got curious and I asked them, I'm like, what are those things? They're like, oh, it's like the highest form of advanced AI learning that they put in these robots. And they started when they opened the sphere a few weeks ago with no information at all. Everything they are learning is on the fly, just having live back and forth conversations with humans. I'm like, shut the fudge up. 
is what I mm-hmm. said to that person straight to their face. And then I wandered over and listened in. It was incredible. In three weeks, this robot like stared at this person who just walked up to them and goes, oh, I see you like golf. It had already learned what Titleist on the golf hat was and knew it was a golf brand and asked questions to them about golf. I can't explain it another way of how it like immediately shocked me. I was like, yo, this is the coolest, weirdest, creepiest thing I have ever seen in my life. And it would freely ask people like, oh, tell me something. Cause they'd be like, what do you know about, you know, Puerto Rican culture? And then this woman was, and the robot was like, oh, tell me more about Puerto Rican culture. Anyways, the whole point is when you go to the sphere a year, two years, three years from now, those robots are going to be so much smarter gonna, than any human being. Mm-hmm. And they're going to they, take they down Vegas. Got, it's so wild. But I can't, I, I know, and I don't know if other people know about these robots or not. I knew nothing about them, but it blew my mind that they are just like, and they said like at the end of the night, the three robots will share the information like basically in a database amongst each other. So if one person collected information about Puerto Rican culture, the other learned about golf, they share it. And I'm like, it's literally like they're learning stuff so much quicker than we did as humans. Like us, we're like around a campfire talking to each other and they're just like telepathically just giving information back and forth, like about what they learned. Right. Through advanced, like they have eyes that they're seeing who's in front of them. They can hear different language. Like, it, anyways, I know that was a related and unrelated story, but it blew my mind. I'm like, we are not that far away from yeah. Like, yeah. all of us having a robot in our house. Well, and I imagine, oh, I was just going to say, I imagine I just, another big difference, like they're not going to forget anything they learn. Like nothing. we as humans do not have the capacity to recall every single thing we have ever mm-hmm. learned in our entire mm-hmm. life. Okay. Most humans, because I'm sure there's savants out there that can't. Sure. But like the average person cannot, which is cool, but also terrifying that like they have like all the knowledge. They have like the biggest hippocampus ever. Like that's insane. <laughs> like that's wild to think about. But then I just imagined, think if the whole purpose of that robot was to do therapy. And it right. like KBI wanders in, they go, KBI. I noticed your chin is two degrees lower than it was the week prior. Might you be slipping into depressive episode? And KB is like, shit. That would be the hardest call out ever. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I don't like it. I'm so uncomfortable. Like my stomach hurts. (laughs) It it was one of those, I'm not exaggerating. It was one of those life changing moments right before my eyes. And I was like, I've never seen anything like this. And I'm, I'm, I'm freaked out. Well, it's almost like when, I don't know how to explain this. I don't know if there's a term for it. It's like when you experience something or you're seeing something new for the very first time, you don't know how to like mentally compartmentalize. Like you don't know how to yeah. like make mm-hmm. sense of it. Like, you know what I mean? It's, that was probably so jarring to be there in real life and just like experience that. Cause I think of like, I think of all, like we talked about before, like all of the adjacent things that have happened with AI, like, you know, things that cut your lawn or vacuums or little things like that, or using ChatGPT to help you come up with like an outline for something or something like that, you know? And I think like 
while we're integrating and we feel like it's slow, I do wonder how, how advanced it actually is. I mean, all of this is open, like we could all like learn about it, but I do just wonder about like the developers and the people who are working closely with AI, if they've considered mental health, you know, if they've considered Mm. like, and I'm sure they have like just thinking about like the differences in mood and cognition and like how to diagnose things. Like I always think about diagnosing, you know, if there's a robot sitting in front of you, how do they know? Like we talked about in our other episode, the presentation, even for like antisocial personality disorder, Mm -hmm. it looks so different for so many people. So how would it know to clock it as that diagnosis? That's the part where I get weird about. I'm like, will it know? But it's so smart. (laughs) Like, so how would it not? Yeah. I was going to say to, you know, counter argue that, or would it have better i'm putting that in quotes because that makes me feel Mm. icky saying it clinical Mm. skills because they will like ai would know okay these are all the diagnoses in the dsm 5 Mm -hmm. tr i remember all them these are all the differentials these are xyz and Mm -hmm. can go through i i still don't feel like it would be as like personal though like i can't even though my like thought, Justin, as you were talking, especially thinking of like AI and like, you know, those AI generated photos and there's AI generated videos. And um, I can't remember the term for it, but basically when you like superimpose somebody else's face mm-hmm. on like a video and make it sound like it. But like my mind went to what if like AI presents as a human, like we do telehealth now and stuff. And so somebody thinks they're getting therapy from a human Yo, how would they know the difference? Right? Like, <laughs> that thought what just came to mind when Justin was talking about the robots. Yeah. Like, because I know the chat GPT talked about like bots and stuff, but from my understanding of AI outside of mental health is like some of the big concerns is you don't really know what's real and what's not, especially with like media, videos, things like that. People can make it, make something appear that happened that actually didn't. So what's not to say like huge tech companies create these quote unquote therapists that provide a telehealth service. I mean, I'm sure there's ways to make up fake licensures and stuff. And people think it's a real person. What if it's already happening? Oh my God. Stop. What if there are robots among us? What if you're it's one? Me, guys. Because I'm you're so freaked out about it. I, feel I was like going to say, it would definitely be Jess. Let's not even be... Oh, oh no, it would definitely be Jess. Jess would be AI. Literally was like, one time I had a rambunctious evening. I ate popcorn just before bed. And we were like, <laughs> what, Jess? And I went to bed at 10.30 p.m. I know. I know. We're like, that's so sus. <laughs> Yeah, like Jess is like taking her time looking at Google Scholar shorts, and she really has it memorized, probably. She has it all memorized. Yeah, yeah. But it was it was trippy watching these robots because they looked humanoid. They had real like eyes and whatever, Mm -hmm. but they had these robotic LEDs and stuff. So they weren't necessarily trying to dress it up perfectly like a human. But within a minute or two, you were looking at it, listening to it, like it was a human. In a minute or two. That's how quickly, because of what it was saying and doing, you you your mind was transported. So I was like, "That is so crazy." It, it was. It was like I. It was one of those things that changed my mind so fast. And I'm like, "Yo, we're like 
probably just a, maybe a decade away from everyone's going to have one in their home, like C-3PO. You won't get that reference, but some of our listeners will. I mean, I think like we talked about the last episode about technology and how we're already so embedded with our phones. I mean, who's to say that like technology and AI and all of that won't like just become part of our, I mean, even just face ID on your phone. Like, how does it recognize my face? Like, I just still, I'm, I think I'm stuck like 10 years ago or whenever that came out. Um, but what you were just saying reminded me of that movie. I watched weird movies. Y'all has, has any of you seen I am mother? No. Spoiler alert for anybody who's about to listen to this, just fast forward 30 seconds. But, um, basically it's about a robot and it's like the last of like the people on earth. And there are these, all these robots that I don't know if they took over or if there's just like a lack of humans because of climate change or something like that. But all of these embryos are in this bank and literally this robot is the mother and it literally like raises these children all the way up until they're adults and the child doesn't know any different has no idea that it's not like it, it believes it's his mom and then at the end of the day like you know they have all these tests and if the child is doing well on the test and that means that the robot is doing good at being a mom and teach it it's like so crazy to think about but i feel like we're not that far off and it, that's a freaky concept but i think about that with mental health like over time as technology advances and all of that like Who's to say that somebody wouldn't want to see an AI therapist? Sure. I mean, maybe mm-hmm. it's helpful for that one person. I don't know. Maybe it could be effective. I'm not sure. But it's just freaky to think about, I think. Absolutely. Y'all got to watch that movie. Freak me the fuck out. But I thought you were going to say Ex Machina. Anyone oh, that's that? a good one, too. That one. That's that's a classic. That's that a one, classic. Yeah, that one. That one turned south quick. That one turned hard. Like I was like, oh, my God. But to summarize a little bit, diagnoses, short-term interventions, writing our case notes. Have you gotten emails from like AI note writing companies and like accounts following you on social media? Yeah. 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 I have, I have like an AI note writing company who's like in my comment section over the last like week and a half. I mean, if they could do it ethically and write my notes for me, listen, don't have to ask me twice my thought on that so like i guess to do so they would be listening into the session and then writing the note like that seems creepy you would have to know that the data is on lockdown right you would have to really validate that and then who's to and that's the hard part because then it's like how does it learn I don't know. Like it, it seems like data. My, my biggest concern is data privacy. Like that's my biggest concern, you know, client data and stuff. And I have a couple of my therapist friends who are like, just use chat GPT to write your notes. I'm like, I hope you're not putting client data in there because that's a big no, you know? Um, But just like in terms of like how to word things, I think it's helpful, you know? I, part of me would be like, I'd be interested to see what AI took out of the session and like what interventions they thought I did. But yeah, I, yeah no, I would not want, yeah. like it, it would be interesting. I think, you know what, now that I'm saying that out loud, it would be interesting data for me to kind of get an out, outsider's, a robot's perspective on like, am I actually doing what I think I'm doing? Yeah. Like what were the main takeaways of sure. this session? Mm-hmm. I would like to practice when I'm not actually working with a client that, you know, like data and HIPAA compliance and things like that. But no, K10, I think about the fact 
when you were just talking about like privacy years ago, I shared an office and the person I shared an office with had Amazon Alexa in there just for like music and stuff. Cause I didn't see clients in the office cause they're, they're a, a medical provider. And I remember like explicitly being like, I need to either unplug this or remove this because I don't feel comfortable with Alexa being on while I have yeah. a therapy session. And they were like, we didn't even think of that. And I was like, no, it's absolutely fine. Mm-hmm. But I just remember being like, who knows what Alexa's like? Mm, you don't hear. And I like always unplugged it. And then I was, I was still like creeped out. I'm like, I, I have this weird feeling that even unplugged like these <laughs> machines gather data. <laughs> it's so weird. Yeah. I don't like it. I don't like it. You ever like say something out loud or like you talk about it near your phone and then you see an ad for it? I, I do uh-huh. kind of wonder with like the Alexa thing and, and all that, mm-hmm. you know, like how, Absolutely. how embedded is it? Until I get Christmas presents. I just talk around my husband's phone when he's on like slippers. Slippers. <laughs> L.L. Bean slippers. Really? Slippers? That's what you're asking for? L- L- have you? Do you not own a pair of L.L. Bean slippers? L.L. Bean slippers? No. Why would I yeah, own a pair of L.L. Bean? Because they are know the what L.L. Bean is. No, she it's a brand, no like a clothing yeah, brand, okay. right? Yeah. But, but it's, it's from Maine, right? Isn't the yes. outlet... Maine yeah, needs yes. AI more than any other state, I feel like. You but they're the best like... slippers. <laughs> but I'm like, trip to Mexico, trip to Mexico, <laughs> all inclusive resort to Mexico, trip to Mexico. And like, just that's what you do. The fact that you paired LL Bean slippers and trip to Mexico, <laughs> I'm offended. Those Why? are two very different hierarchies. No, Well, when you think about when I live in Maine, they both make very much sense. <laughs> the fair. That I'll yeah. give you. Thank you. Yeah. I lost my train of thought, y'all. Think of any other like utility when it comes to mental health. Because one thing that's coming to mind, like not necessarily like therapy, but going back to I know we did a whole episode on like the epidemic of loneliness. Mm -hmm. I do feel like in a non-therapeutic sense, AI could be helpful for maybe people that don't have those social connections. Mm-hmm. Like to just like oh, chat yeah. with somebody that feels like they can be heard if they're going through like a hard time. I know KBI, you already gave the example, like I'm having a panic attack. What do I do? Mm-hmm. But like, even if it's just like, Hey, I'm struggling tonight. I'm feeling lonely. What's up? And kind of having a companion, so to speak. I feel like for some people that may be beneficial to their mental health. I could so see that. I think too, there was, uh, there was an article recently. There was, I can't remember who it was. There was this guy who created a relationship with some AI chatbot or something. And then they closed down the program and then he lost his friend or whoever it was and he was devastated. So I think like, that sounds like a really shitty ending to what you just said, <laughs> like really tragic. But I think, I think about like the utility too, about like how people could feel connected um, hopefully they, it doesn't shut down. Um, but I do wonder if it's a double-edged sword too of like, you know, you would have that connection, but would it reduce your, I don't know, motivation or, you know, want to connect in real life, you know, to other people. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think it, I think it could help. Like, you know, I think of like maybe like things like ADLs mm-hmm. and things like that, or like when you become increasingly overwhelmed, like goal setting, that type of stuff and like breaking stuff down. Um, so saying like, 
I'm really struggling to clean my house. Can you help mm-hmm. me mm-hmm. do the, like break it down? Or mm-hmm. I really want to, um, I can't think of any goals literally off the top of my head. My mind is blank, but I want to go to college. What are the steps? Mm-hmm. And yes, there's nuance in that, that you can definitely um, go into. But I think that, you know, it can help in that way too, as, as like, again, those low level type of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It sounds like overall we're cool with like it being assistive, but not like taking over for mental health. And I, I'm still yeah. think it's going to. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. As I counter what I said in the beginning, I think now, like today where it's at, people would be like, no, I don't want a robot. But I haven't seen what I saw at the sphere. I'm saying that might completely change 10 years from now. And people would be like, why would I want a human? You don't know crap. Mm-hmm. I want this yeah. robot who knows everything. Mm-hmm. Do you guys think that like, AI therapy will happen in our lifetime, like full fledged. Hundred percent. Yeah, I, I think it would be naive to say it wouldn't. Yeah. Another thought I just had, Justin, when you were saying that AI therapy, especially like in the future, is probably going to increase accessibility. Because are you paying? I mean, you might pay the tech company, but mm-hmm. like you're not going to have to pay one hundred and fifty dollars. Mm-hmm out of pocket the other thing is probably a lot more accessible so if you're a person that you know wants to do therapy three times a week Mm -hmm. and you're doing it because you're probably not going to a room like a a, a clinic or something probably doing from the convenience of your house i mean yes we know you know big companies like their money so there probably would be some financial aspect i can't fathom though it would be nearly as much as paying mm-hmm. out of pocket. So for people, even if they were like, I really do want a human, but this AI therapy is significantly cheaper. I can access this AI therapist 24 seven or whatever it is, like doesn't have the same mm-hmm. boundaries. boundaries or maybe yeah. somebody wants to like expedite their therapy. I'm even thinking of like, you know, we all do outpatient like, or more traditional IOP, PHP, so like intensive therapy all day. I don't know. It would wow. be something like how healing could happen with that increased access, like quicker. I don't know. It's wild. That's a really good point, Jess, because I think like we're deep in a global mental health crisis. Like mm-hmm. there's not nearly enough resources for everybody and there's lack of access. So I do wonder if there's room for all of us. At least I'd like to believe that, you know, that there's yeah. room for AI technologies in therapy and then also regular therapists, maybe, you know, like hmm. who knows, but mm-hmm. are right, y'all? Well, thanks for joining us. Um, hopefully we didn't scare the shit out of you with AI and mental health. Um, <laughs> so KBI is about I'm to not, have a nightmare. I'm not sleeping tonight. He's not sleeping. Um, Yeah, maybe talk to your AI therapist. But uh, rate, like, share, subscribe, send this to somebody, scare them a little. I'm kidding. I think that there's really good things about AI on the frontier with therapy. Um, And we'll see you next week in group therapy. Bye. Bye. Peace. (laughs) It's so cute. (laughs) 